Can you name the car with four-wheel drive? Smells like a steak and seats 35. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? Well, it goes real slow with a hammer down. It's a country fried truck endorsed by a clown. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? 12 yards long and two lanes wide. 65 tons of American pride. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? Top of the line, utility sports. Unexplained fires are a matter for the courts. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? Yeah, can you narrow? She blinds everybody with her super high beam. She is squirrel squishing, deer smacking, driving machine. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? Yeah. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. I did not expect that. I know. I did not expect that at all. That's why I did it. That was brilliant. That was so good. That was so funny. I mean, it's uh, it's already two thirds of the episode. Yeah. Might as well make it two thirds of our episode. Why not? It's also the best part. It's so let's uh, let's talk best. about it. It's so funny. That's so funny. Um, it's everything about season nine that's kind of bad, but made to work. Do you know what I mean? How? It's oh like, yeah. No, I totally know. What let's you mean. overdo yep. this joke. <laughs> Uh, where they finally make it happen, where it's like, it, where they finally find their rakes. They finally yeah, yeah. find they're yeah. getting hit in the face by rakes. And this is that joke in season nine. Yeah, um, I agree. I, obviously, the episode itself isn't nearly as good as Cape Fear, but... That's I, your opinion. I, I think the joke is How dare you. is excellent. Uh, this is two it's bad also neighbors. My <laughs> oh, okay. This You're is just in effect. Yeah. Th- this is two bad neighbors. Your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And today we're talking about the Canyon Arrow. <laughs> Boy, is it roomy. Yeah. Mm. And we've also got a guest today. It's me. It's Allie. <laughs> One of the Cinevals. Move over, fuckwads. Oh, it's boy. my time to shine. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. What was that? What did we see that in? What? what, what, what <laughs> fuckwads. Wasn't that? Scream? Uh, scream, yeah. No, oh, it nice. was like, it was fuck rag and mm. goon fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Scream 4? Scream 1. No, it was Scream 1. Really? Yeah. yeah. Which Which part? Uh, It's like the teen speak. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. So it, it wasn't all in one... Like those a, two no. things weren't in one part. Yeah, no. they were oh, in they one were? scene. No. Well, they, he called him a fuck rag, and then like a goon fuck. Like no, that, that didn't happen in the same. No, scene Rose McGowan the were they says both goon Matthew fuck Lillard? in a different scene. No, goon oh. fuck comes from Rose McGowan. <laughs> fuck okay. rag comes from was it skeet. Skeet. Yeah. Skeet. Oh wow, old skeety boy. Yeah. Skeet, skeet, skeet yeah. motherfucker. Um, Can I, I swear love that on movie. this? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> Can you swear on this? Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, this is the Canyon Arrow episode. Yeah, it's, it's all that happens. I had no idea that this was the Canyon Arrow episode. Oh, I did because Greg wouldn't let me forget. That's Canyon right. Um, anytime I was like, "Hey, Last Temptation of Crust," not looking forward to that one. He's like, "But Canyon Arrow," and I'm like, "Yeah, but the rest of the episode." Uh, so this is of course the Last Temptation of Crust. Uh, it is the fifteenth episode of season nine, written by Donna Carey and directed by Mike B. Anderson. Original air date February twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. And uh, yeah, it's about uh, Krusty getting realizing he's uh, he's an old hack, mm-hmm. and uh, rebranding himself as a uh, 
Bill Hicks-esque uh, observational stand-up comedian guy. And then and then he just sells out again at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's the story. Great. What'd you guys think? I thought this episode was really funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Fair. If I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also liked it. I thought it was... A fu- I, I had a fun time with it. I felt weirdly... Um, so... The opening of the shot is them in a shoe store. And I I worked at a shoe store for two years. And then they leave the mall or they leave the store in the mall and go to someone who's like approaching people about a charity <laughs> mm-hmm. in the mall, which is also a job that I had for mm. about a year. And then there's like a stand up comedy. And then there's like one clown, which I have also been in that situation where I got like asked to perform at a cabaret, which was really just like a stand up comedy night. And I came like, I did a clown turn in the middle of like all of these people talking about like, you know, my problem with dentists is teeth. Uh, <laughs> it's true. That's yeah. That's, so that's my problem with dentists too. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was just my weird personal connection to this episode, but mm. I, I liked it. I you also go on like drinking benders a lot. Yeah. Um, you also, I'm also an old hack <laughs> and have, <laughs> born in 72 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and have also uh had a heart removed had a pacemaker put you had in a, yeah you had a heart removed yeah yeah it's called a heart removal operation yeah hro i don't it's a very don't, common procedure i don't know yeah. if you're joking or not <laughs> do you see a scar well no but you, do you think i don't have Heart? Well, Alan? no, you said something about pacemaker, though, and I was like, maybe you had an operation where you got a pacemaker. I don't fucking know. No. You said it so sincerely. No, no. I'm not an alcoholic, and I have a heart. Well, I, I yeah. <laughs> Unlike some people we know. Uh, who? Huh? Hmm? Dish. Oh. <laughs> uh, tea. Spill the tea. Ryan. Spill the it's tea. Ryan. Uh, got him. Knew it. <laughs> Uh, um this episode's fine yeah yes yes <laughs> well it's not great great it's as good as great it's not for great me. it's not great. it's as good as great for here's me. the thing this time around i mentioned to greg before we watch it i'm like i always skip this episode because i don't like it i don't like the like the the name of the episode just automatically makes me think oh it's the episode with jay leto crusty doing a bad racist asian impression oh yeah and then becoming a stupid observational comedian that I also don't think it's funny. And so I'm like, I, I, I just won't bother. I won't bother watching it. I, there's sure. nothing I can get out of it. Uh, so I was excited to watch it just to, to see if there was stuff that uh, I either forgot about or like really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, Kenny Nero was funny. Um, that being said, it came really quickly, it seemed. Um, because it didn't feel like a natural resolution to the story in well, any because way. he makes his turn in the third act and has nowhere to go from there yeah. because the episode's already over yeah. <laughs> because they wait so long for him to make his turn yeah it's, it's almost weird. like there's nothing for him to do so they have so one like, scene. i don't know put in this fucking canyon commercial yeah. the, for two hours the third the third act is essentially two scenes yeah. and then a canyon arrow commercial <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So it just like it just felt like I, I like I, we were watching. I was what like, did that "Wait, feel is it over?" To you? <laughs> is the episode over? Because I knew it ended with the Canyonero commercial, yeah. but I was like, it started, and I'm like, "Wait, that's the end? <laughs> we're there already?" It ends twice so, with the Canyonero yeah, commercial. It does. 
So that was weird. And uh, with enough time left for full credits, they don't even use it as a end credits thing. No, no, yeah. And I thought they did at first. I did too. I definitely. Fox thing pops yeah. up. Yeah. I definitely thought they would have like uh, the the ending credits over the the main uh, Canyon Arrow thing, but they animated it. They took so much time to animate it. Yeah, that would be just be a disservice to the Canyon Arrow commercial. That's true. That's true. Yep. Um. But yeah, I think overall it's just it's just a really uh, lackluster episode for me. It's not it's not as uh, nearly overtly bad as I recalled in my brain, but it's also just not anything unique and special. And I uh, just was fine with it. I don't think it's boring. I don't think this no, episode I wouldn't is call boring, it boring like Bart Carney. No, 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 no. Where like uh, where that episode feels almost. Purposefully that, lethargic. That one feels like it's five hours long. Yeah. Whereas this one feels like it's two minutes long. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 this this episode is too slight to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um. Nothing really happens in it. You know. He. There. There is no. There is no growth because they don't even give him an episode to do it. They give him four minutes to to experience his change. And that makes it feel like he hasn't really changed at all. Like you would, I think it would be like if if you were able to make his second, the second act of your episode, him being a a reformed comic of some kind uh, that was able to you know put on an act and get a following and that sort of thing. And then the third act is him cashing in on his credibility at some point, right? He, and selling out, and then you only really need to throw those uh Madison Avenue guys in on in in the third act. Yep. And that's where they should come. And that's where they do come in, but it, it everything feels really 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 packed in in the third act when it when it goes to Mo's Bruhaha. Mm-hmm. Uh with a four drink minimum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got you covered, Marge. That means that that means we don't have a chance to feel like he's changed at all. Mm. And that means also when he changes immediately back, you're like, oh, okay, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are some really funny moments in this episode. Some of them, I, I, I will always remember like, oh, I'm sorry, Bart. I didn't know you, Jay Leno, and a monkey were in here washing a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a loofer, get out. That's really funny. It's a funny moment, and I think that scene actually works. And despite the fact that nobody likes Jay Leno, I think he actually acquits himself quite well in this episode. Let's talk about Jay Leno. Sure. Does nobody like Jay Leno? What do you guys think about Jay Leno? I don't have strong feelings on Jay Leno. <laughs> I've never thought he was funny. No, me neither. Not even once. Um... So we are of an age where I would assume he was our first Tonight Show host that we like remember. Even I don't know for you. you? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm ending the bit. <laughs> I am 35 years old. <laughs> okay, I will honor. Coming to you from the past. <laughs> yep, we're recording this in good old 1997 <sighs> when Alan was 35 years old. <laughs> That's why we're talking about Scream, you guys. <laughs> oh, <sighs> I was ready to honor the bit. <laughs> I was ready to honor the retirement of the bit, but uh, this is just too good. Uh, anyway, have you guys seen my pogs? Your pogs? 
Hey, pogs rule. <laughs> pogs do rule. When was Crazy Bones? What are Crazy Bones? <laughs> you don't know Crazy Bones? No. They were shortly after Pogs. They were okay. they were cashing in on that that yeah. trend. They yeah. were they were like little little bones. I don't know. They were they were like plastic collectibles that you basically played Red Rover with. Yeah. Like you had the, uh, these tiny little ones and you would flick them across from each other and you would knock them out and you would win the ones that you yeah. knocked down. Okay. Similar Pogs mm-hmm. in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except I had Pogs that had like Alf? Uh, Simpsons on them. Right. Ooh. And X-Men on them. Hell and yeah. And I had a silver Wolverine Slammer that was very <gasps> precious to me. Did was it metal? It? They all got like lost in the the great purge, I'm sure, of, of my course. father throwing all of our toys away. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're just junk to him. Yeah. No, I mean, they should be junk to everybody. They're, they're little, little cardboard, cardboard shitty yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> but I was in, baby. Eee. I was into those pogs. Um, anyway, Jay Leno. Yeah. Because like Carson was before him. Yes. But like I didn't know John, who Johnny Carson was. I remember in the episode, uh, Krusty Gets Cancelled, Johnny Carson Carson appears. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is this like fictional superhero? Because he does, you know, he like throws the Buick Skylark over his head and shit like that. Like they really play up that he's the greatest entertainer ever. And so to me as a child, I was like... Oh, it's just this weird, uh, like fictional old guy who can do crazy things. Uh, I had no idea he was like, you know, <laughs> a real person, this t- television personality. Uh, it wasn't until like many years later that I, you know, started watching like um, the best of Johnny Carson and being like, he was really funny <laughs> um, and really charming and good with his guests. Uh, but I always, yeah, I always knew the Tonight Show, Tonight Show as Jay Leno's show, and I remember being like, oh, okay, like this is the this is what like late night comedy shows are is there you know bad well <laughs> i was gonna say they're they're old weirdos who yeah. talk to celebrities and the celebrities are interesting but the the host is just like is just there mm. like he, he's not anything special or important my favorite bit that jay leno would do was headlines the one that crusty burns yes yeah. and the, the only reason i liked it had nothing to do with jay leno it was just like funny little headlines <laughs> like eh, that's funny they're the it's the easiest bit yeah, it's, oh, 100%. It's the laziest and easiest bit. You just read headlines from local papers. Yeah. Mm. And it's just like, this one's this one's silly. Here's, look, look at that. Here's something fun. Have you, have uh, you read this? Have yeah, you heard about have this? Have you read this? you heard about this? Um, and it was uh, not too long after I you know knew who Jay Leno was, knew what The Tonight Show was, that I started watching uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy's really funny. Mm. <laughs> And really like subversive and weird and absurd and and I was and I really bought into Conan and I was a huge Conan fan for a long time. Um, Is he late night? I thought um, Colbert and Letterman were late night. And he's the late show. Uh, late show is is Letterman, I believe. Is it okay? I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, late late night with Conan O'Brien. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. Um, if I'm wrong, sorry. There maybe name your late night comedy shows much more obvious differences. You know, <laughs> differently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tonight show, late show, late night, uh, up late, the the late time, Nine happy PM hour. Sharp. What's the what, what's the one with Carson Daly? Uh, Total request live. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I think it's just Carson Daly. Like, fuck, I, I can't remember. They're all the same. They're That's the, the same, thing. Like, yeah. it's so hard to remember which one's yeah. which. Uh, Tonight Show was the only one that's like very obvious because it's like it's like the one, the big one. Um, are you guys familiar? I'm sure Greg is. Allie, are you familiar with the Conan Leno controversy? No. Dish. Uh, Tonight Show. The the like pristine late night hosting gig 
Lena was retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'm done with the Tonight Show. I'm going to leave. So they're like, all right, we need to announce who's going to take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced it was going to be Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. At the time, uh, Late Show, or sorry, uh, Tonight Show was happening. Uh, I don't like Pacific Eastern time zones. I don't care. Let's just say it was happening at 10 p.m. And then uh, Conan's show was at 11 p.m., mm-hmm. right? So he was always following Leno. Yep. So now he's getting the promotion to do The Tonight Show. All right. It's moving up an hour. Moving up an hour. And he was, and like, Conan is like, had been a staunch uh, lover of Johnny Carson. Like, Johnny Carson was mm-hmm. his hero. Uh, he, like, doing The Tonight Show was like a dream of his. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, he takes over th- for The Tonight Show. Ratings aren't great. Mm-hmm. They're not like embarrassing or anything like that, mm-hmm. but they're, they've, they take a dip from when J- Leno was hosting mm-hmm. um, because boomers love Leno. Uh, okay. <laughs> Why do you love Leno so much, Alan? I hate Leno. Oh, okay. I love Conan. You just figured as a boomer, you... Stop it. <laughs> I will leave. <laughs> no, you won't. This is your podcast. Well... <laughs> Nothing's chaining me down. Um, the thing is, <laughs> because of the ratings dip, they the this the networks were like, oh, like how do we how do we get this these ratings back up? You know, like maybe Conan's not working. Maybe we need to, you know, do something else. And so, what they do is they ask Leno. They're like, <laughs> will you come back? Not to the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Says they say, will you come back and do a new show? And. So there, so you know, there's a lot of a lot of nuance to this, and like, if you want to read about it, please do because it's really fascinating. Uh, there's some good like YouTube, uh, um, like essays that mm-hmm. describe it really well as well. Um, but basically, what happens is they ask Leno back. He says he'll come back um, if he can be on an hour before the Tonight Show. <laughs> so because he doesn't want to do the like the super late night yeah. where Conan used to be. He's like, okay, I'll come on, but I'll do it before the Tonight Show. I'll call it the Jay Leno Show. And that's what we'll do. That's what they did. So Conan once again was an hour before, like, uh, yeah, a second fiddle essentially to to Leno. And then, as they noticed that the ratings for the Jay Leno show were a bit higher than Conan's Tonight Show, mm-hmm. they said, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bump the Jay Leno show to the ni- uh, 10 p.m. slot." And move the Tonight Show to the 11 p.m. slot. No! Essentially resetting things no! to how it was before, except for titles of the shows. What the fuck? Uh, Conan did not like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because, you know, it was pretty obvious what they were doing to him, but also yeah. because he was such a fan of, like, the the brand of the Tonight Show and the fact that it should happen at the same time, and it has for fucking, like, 50-plus years, however yeah. many years, since Jack Parr, I think, was the first mm-hmm. uh, host. He was like, he was like, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I like, I I refuse. And so they're like, all right, well then you're fired. Uh, they removed Conan from the Tonight Show, put Leno back in. The fuck. Everything was back to quote unquote normal. Leno did the Tonight Show for another two years, retired again, and then they gave it to fucking Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> they paid Conan. They paid him out an obscene amount of that's money. True. Yes. All right. <clears throat> and then and basically uh, the the idea was he was uh, not allowed to do any like TV for a year or something. So that's when he did his contractually not uh, was it like contractually not uh, allowed to be on TV tour. And he did like kind of a comedy tour where he just did live shows and didn't do great TV. Great. Excuse me. Um, but essentially the, the, the whole long story is Jay Leno's a piece of shit. <laughs> this, the thing is, this isn't the first time this has happened. No. 
what? No. Is the thing because he did the exact same shit with Letterman. Yep. Yep. When they were when they were going to replace Johnny Carson, it was between Leno and Letterman and Leno there's the big story where he hid in a closet and listened to what the network executives were planning and used it to his advantage to manipulate the situation to get onto the Tonight Show rather than Letterman. And Letterman went over to CBS and uh, his ratings were stagnant for years and years and years. Um, whereas Leno had the branding of the Tonight Show to jump off of and mm. became a platform unto himself. Um, <clears throat> so this is just par for the course for him. And uh, yeah. There's a great clip as well of um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel talking to Leno when this is like shortly after Leno was hosting the tonight show again. So after mm -hmm. the Conan thing, uh, where Jimmy Kimmel was just roasting Leno the entire time. And it was very clear because I think Kimmel was also like very much on like Conan's side. And like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of people who kind of came out and were like, like Leno sucks. Like we like that really is shitty what they did to Conan, like mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. Um, but there's a great clip where he's just like, um, you know, Leno's asking him something. He's like, well, you know, what I don't do is I don't give people something and then take it away uh, or say that I'm going to gift something to someone and then decide I'm going to take it back. Like, he's basically mm -hmm. like, go, like uh, ribbing him for, and J Leno's like clearly uncomfortable and like <laughs> like laughing about it, but it's it's very funny. Um, Leno sucks. I don't like him. Uh, I never thought he was funny uh, in this episode. Uh, sure, he doesn't do anything <laughs> egregious or anything. He just is himself. But I, I just, I can't. I can't watch his dumb animated face even and not just feel a twinge of anger at this stupid idiot who just loves money and cars and doesn't give a shit about anyone else. So so in many ways, is Krusty Leno? In a lot of ways, yeah. Krusty Leno? Is, in this, is Krusty in this Leno? I don't know as, as he's a washed up hack, he's yeah. like... Oh, I he, see. Oh, he, sure. he, he does out of date like material. Yeah. <laughs> He's right there. He's in the show. Yeah. <laughs> but I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess I guess you could you could put it that way. I feel like I feel like Krusty's thing is uh It's a ring toss game. <laughs> here's here's what we need to talk about. Okay. Okay. What the hell is the Krusty the Clown show? <laughs> this uh, is a recurring uh, uh, recurring segment. Back and okay. uh, Two Bad Neighbors presents <laughs> Sponsored by James Wade. <laughs> what the hell is the Krusty the Clown show? Now, granted, we don't see a lot of his show in this episode. No, we do not. But it still has that weird... Uh, He's clearly doing his like <laughs> body spa treatment backstage of the Krusty the Clown show. Mm -hmm. You have Kent Brockman filling in for him on the mm -hmm. Krusty the Clown show. So it's a good time for us to explore it one more time. Well, and... Krusty is often depicted as a children's entertainer. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then other times he's a comedian. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like a, like an, for adults, like an adult Sending. comedian. Sometimes he's a talk show host, a la Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm. uh, and then other times, and like in this episode, he's a stand-up. Like he does stand-up. We have seen really, him. Have we seen him do stand-up before? We've seen him do vague stand-up before. Yeah, I guess we've seen him like do some like bits or like things where he does stand-up-esque material yeah and a lot of awards presentation yeah, yeah stuff yeah. which would be on that level um but he's always 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 other than the children's show aspect always been depicted as bad at it yes mm. Doesn't matter if he's doing stand-up hosting an award show being an interviewer of a talk show a la johnny carson or charlie rose doesn't matter what kind of talk show he's doing. He's always been bad at it. Unless it's his weird-ass public broadcasting show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So Which is what it feels like. It feels more akin to Wayne's World. Right. Yeah, yeah. As like filmed in a basement somewhere type deal. Well, he's got, yeah, he's got it's Krusty Loo Studios, uh, which is sometimes yeah, sometimes depicted as like a big vast kind of place people can come watch the show. And other times it like cuts the audience and it's like shitty risers with children on them, you know, mm-hmm. like like you'd see in like video and arcade top ten, yeah. for example. <laughs> we all know that reference, right? Of course. What's that one that Alicia actually... Cuthbert hosted? That's video in arcade top ten. Nicholas Piccolis. Uh, great show. Anyway, I sorry. would I would say like if I had to like what is Krusty the clown? What is the Krusty the clown show? It feels like he's a host of the Zone, <laughs> which is a uh, so for all of you folks who aren't Canadians, aren't Canadian oh, I think millennials. Is, I think this is Zone Bingo. I think this might be the fourth time it's come up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> we do love the Zone here on uh, Two Bad Neighbors. Love the Zone. Yeah. Um, Snit. Yeah. PJ Phil? Hell yeah. Snit's the man. I mean, he's a bubblegum with a TV in him, but yeah. whatever. I think PJ Paul is now like the host of ET Entertainment Tonight or some shit. Like, <laughs> like there's people who are on the zone, who like started on the zone. Yeah. That I'm sure a lot of like uh, Americans or like other people who aren't Canadians are like, yeah. oh, I know that guy from blank. Yeah. Because they became, you know, they're just, they're just yeah. TV personalities. Yeah. Just um, Sugar in um, Another Period. As oh, as really? Like a, that show? As a yeah. bit player. Um, this is great. They're all surprise <laughs> Canadians. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, does everyone, does have you gone in depth into the zone? Well, let's or? do it again. Okay. So, the zone, I think, was, uh, it was on YTV, which is youth television for, <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. And it was like from six, ooh, ooh, maybe it was from like five until eight p.m. It was prime time, baby. Yeah. 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 And it was just like, you would just get these hosts who would be like, coming up next is Inuyasha. We're going to be playing that. And here's my weird robot with a TV mouth. <laughs> um, and would He was and, an alien. Yeah. And then they would like. He had uh, gum all over him. Yeah, he was gross. He was really upsetting. Do you remember when he got the gum cleaned off? Yeah. And he was and he's just even scarier. Creepy robot. And you're like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Put the gum back on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I hate that. It's like seeing bears Purple without gum. fur. It was essentially, it was like interstitials between shows. Yeah, you know? it was like, just yeah. like, these are the hosts and they're going to, uh, it like a much music VJ, but yeah. for kids TV. So yeah. they would they're get. PJs. Yeah. What does that stand for? I don't know. Program Js. <laughs> Program jockey. Program jockey. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. We did it, guys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have always in I've always interpreted Krusty the Clown as being a PJ. He's a little bit like that because of the whole Itchy and Scratchy thing. Yeah. Because Itchy and Scratchy airs on Krusty the Clown. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like Again, what the hell is a Krusty the Clown show? But sometimes it's depicted as he's like, yeah, like the zone, like he's the interstitial between other things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's depicted as the Krusty the Clown show and it's a variety show. He does sketches, mm-hmm. he shows Itchy and Scratchy, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's um, I guess like Saturday Night Live is probably a good uh, mm. example of, of for what... For kids. Yeah, but for kids. Saturday uh, cause, like, morning. He does, live sh- he does live shit, obviously, because yeah. things go wrong and that's mm-hmm. what's funny. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but then, yeah, he'll show like pre-recorded stuff, like the itchy and scratchy stuff, and it's just, uh, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre world, 
But let me ask you this. Did you guys have like uh, a Krusty-esque children's entertainer that you loved when you were a kid? Mm, like, a uh, like a Fred Penner, for example, or Mr. Mm. Dress-Up. Loved um, Mr. Dress-Up. Recently found out that there was 4,000 episodes of Mr. Dress-Up. That's a lot. Yeah. He was on the same... He was Canadian, right? Yeah. Oh, was yeah. Canadian yeah. Yeah. He was on the... Uh, he was on for about the same al- amount of time as Mr. Rogers, like mm. in decades-wise. Yeah. But I think there was like 700 episodes of Mr. Rogers versus Mr. Dress-Up yeah. doing 4,000. That's too many. <laughs> fucking wild <laughs> well i guess mr rogers might be a good example even if it's not like a favorite of your guys's uh, necessarily <laughs> but i was just thinking about this how the setup for this episode is so bizarre where it's like we're doing a comedy show here's the comedians that are coming and bart's like hey why isn't crusty on here like i like i would never do if i if i was a big fan of mr rogers and i saw oh a stand-up comedy show hey why isn't mr rogers on here you know, like that's not like it's such different worlds to me, and it's just we. I get, I I understand that Bart sees Krusty as a comedian. Yes, but it's still just like a very different thing than stand-up comedy. And yeah. but uh, you're also not eleven, and you haven't <laughs> been for about forty-five years. I was eleven, and <laughs> when I was eleven, I think I understood the difference between stand-up comedy and uh, like a children's entertainer. I think yes. I did too, and especially when they have all these names that are so clearly, other than Jay Leno, obviously, the um, <laughs> uh, uh, of a of a group of comedians. Because yeah. Leno feels it feels really weird to be up there with people like Stephen Wright, Janine Garofalo, and Bobcat Goldthwait. Those three, I can see on a bill. Sure, that yeah. makes a lot of sense, especially in the '90s and the mid '90s, late '90s. That whole idea. Leno, fuck no. No, he wouldn't be on this bill. Mm. What about uh, Bill Baum or Bob? What was his name? <laughs> the Bill prop comic that Burr. no one cares about. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get his name. No, no, no. But I did like that they. At least they tried to make it seem like it was a cohesive bill. Like if uh, Jay Leno was the host yeah. of the evening, that kind of makes mm-hmm. Bruce Baum. Bruce Baum. Bruce Baum. He's the guy with the big mustache and he right. had a little yeah. fish in the head. Yeah, oh, I yeah. don't know who that is. And yeah, I didn't know who he is either. He clearly had comic. staying power. <laughs> they probably got him on because he was fun to animate. Prop comedy yeah, is maybe. the pinnacle of comedy. Oh, yeah, big carrot top fan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I, I think at in grade four, I don't think I knew what stand-up comedy was. Okay. I knew who I Robin Williams was, and he yeah, was he I had knew a dirty mouth. I knew who Robin mouth. Williams was. I watched um, Eddie Murphy's Delirious when I was that age. Jesus Christ. I, know, I shouldn't have. <laughs> they shouldn't have let me rent that from the video no, store. absolutely oh, not. Watching that, watching but Scream. I, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> they probably thought it was Dr. Doolittle. Eddie Murphy, <laughs> D. All right. Yeah, whatever, kid. Yeah, you're fine. Um, um, yeah, I don't think I knew what stand-up comedy was. I definitely wouldn't have known who those people were. Um, and so if you're like, oh, we're doing a we're doing a thing and uh, all of the funniest people are going to be there. I would be like, oh, if you want funny people, you got to get fucking sugar from the zone in there. <laughs> She's awesome. She's the voice of Chibi Moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get her in there. And then and I just wouldn't have had the connections to get. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have actually happened, probably. But no. in this case, it's it's a little bizarre that. 
Bart pushes for it and succeeds. Yeah. <laughs> well, when he puts his mind to something, he really can do anything. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, it's well established. Krusty's act sucks. It's very bad. Oh, God, is it bad. It's very um, bad. Uh, it might be the most effective moment of the show, of this episode, uh, just in how... I mean, that is catastrophically the, bad it is. I have the seen... good thing they do is make it clear the audience is not yes. on board. Yes. <laughs> yes. It feels like every local stand-up comic I've seen. Oh, I've definitely had, person. yeah, like, I've had a similar, not everyone I've seen, because I've mm-hmm. seen some actually pretty decent like local stand-up mm-hmm. comedians. Um, that's actually one of my th- favorite things about going to amateur comedy nights is... Sometimes well yeah, sometimes there's really good ones, but then most of the time they're really bad. But like weirdly, that's like even more comforting to me. <laughs> the, is shod- it- the Schadenfreude is very real in that where I'm just like, this guy's bombing. Is it the raisin cakes bit from Patton Oswalt? Like I don't remember that. No, you don't where he's I like don't. where he's like, I was in Toronto for a comedy festival and I was asked to host a open mic night. Oh, and they were like, I don't know if you want to do this, but would you like to host an open mic? And he was like, Fuck yes, I would. <laughs> uh, and he was like, and then uh, just sure enough, a couple of raisin cakes yeah. walked in from the sun. <laughs> right, I forgot that he called them raisin cakes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I do remember. It's that a bit. very funny bit. Um what was I going to say? That's a good question. I stomped all over your thoughts. That's I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> stomp, stomp, crash, crash. Ben Oswald's a good stand-up comedy. He's very Com- good stand-up comedy. A good stand-up comedy. I didn't... You know, remember when we reviewed his... Uh, uh, comedy plus time equals tragedy? Yeah. Or whatever? Yeah. Um, tragedy plus comedy equals time? That's what it is. I like couldn't that. remember yeah, the whatever. three. It's, it's the, the, yeah. That was a fun review that we did. in a weird order. Um, uh, how was his... I didn't see his, his latest on Netflix. I haven't gotten around to honestly, it. Honestly, his latest is probably maybe his weakest. Oh, okay. He's ever done. Okay. I don't know if that's true. I've only seen it once and Hot I day. do need to rewatch it. But I just... I don't know. He he uh, is weirdly subdued. Um, I I don't know if it's just the state of the world. Just like Might be. You know? And like that kind of thing. But because I remember I saw him live in, in New York when he was doing his tour... Uh, that was right after his wife passed. Yeah, and that's the Annihilation one, right? Yes. Like yeah, I remember watching that on Netflix and being like, "This is the best he's ever been." Yeah, and that's the thing. I think I think he was at his best then, and I think it helped that he was he had already like uh, gone through a lot of mourning and like had made the decision to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because he's like, "This is what I love to do, and I need yeah. to do that to mm-hmm. to not be sad all the time." Um, and that really came across because he had gold bits throughout but also like addressed the fact that he's in mourning and like and that was a really honest uh like moment for him as well and it was also right before the election of 2016 Mm. um and so he had some you know he didn't actually have much uh to say about like trump or hillary or anything like that but there was like um there was a couple like audience like heckle bullshit stuff that he he addressed in relation to it that was Mm. pretty funny not in the not that's not in this the the recorded version uh but yeah i just wonder if like post that you know once trump took over and like uh all this other stuff was happening and like he just maybe is struggling a bit to come up with like really great material i don't know i don't think it's a ba- i don't think it's a bad set um what's it called again is it i can't remember it's uh, hap- something about it happy no it, I, I i often find that like when a when a when a stand-up does do like something that's like Maybe the best they've ever done. They'll they'll come back with something that's fine, but it might be a little bit of a slump. Hmm. Yeah, 
It's um, just, I think it's the nature of creativity. Yes. Like you have to climb that, that mountain. And once you reach the top, you can take a little slide down for a little bit. You know how sometimes when you search something on Google, like it knows exactly what you are looking for and tell you the answer right away. Uh-huh. You're like, man, technology. Other times I search Patton Oswalt, Patton Oswalt stand-up specials and it's like King of Queens. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must be looking for King of Queens. Someone I'm, looking, someone I'm asking for, you dumb thing. Uh, I Love Everything is the name of his new special. I Love Everything. Um, Maybe your phone is just a big King of Queens stand. I mean, probably. I mean, I, I do look up King of Queens uh, videos all the time. Yeah, so it just you're knows. a yeah. regular moderator on the King of Queens Reddit board. <laughs> Shout out to the mods. <laughs> um, stand-up comedy, though. Let's go through them. Okay. It's hard. We talked about Leno. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Uh-huh. How do we feel about Janine Garofalo? I prefer I, her as an actor. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever seen her stand-up. I think yeah. I've only seen her as an actor. And well, I we've like seen her some of the stand-up in this episode. Okay. She talks about her period. Yeah. Because that's what women talk about when yeah. they're stand-up. Yeah, if they don't want to get husbands. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Snap. That's actually one of the other things I always like remembered about this episode is that that's the quote-unquote joke for yeah. her. Is like the the, the hack uh, female com- comedians only talk about their periods. My and I'm vagina. like, really, Simpsons writers? Like, we're going to do that too? Yeah. yeah. My vagina. <laughs> Is that from something? Yeah, it's from South Park. It's from okay, South yeah, Park. right, yeah. right. <laughs> See, I think it's really funny in South Park because it's coming from Cartman, and well, yeah, you're not supposed to agree with him. Right. Yeah, get over it, dude. Women are funny. Yeah, <laughs> baby, say something funny. Say my vagina. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Don't put yourself down, baby. You're super funny. <laughs> Um, who else is there? Yeah, Jean, I, I agree. I, I think she's great uh, as an actor. Um, but uh, her, I, I've, I've seen a couple of her stand-up, not like not like specials, but just like you know when Just for Laughs used to be on all yeah. the time, and mm. I would watch like they'd show like little five minutes of every comedian kind of thing. I bet you yeah. just loved gags, didn't you? You just no, loved I fucking hated gags. gags. I hate the gag. That is that is the biggest <laughs> gag they've ever done. Is like oh, Just for Laughs gags. Get the fuck out of here stop tormenting the people of quebec it's funny because like for the longest time i didn't like clue in that it was all filmed in in quebec and therefore yeah. they were all french speakers yeah. and that's why they don't have anyone talk yeah so for the longest time i was just angry i'm like i i like these could be very funny but i want to hear what they're saying and then it yeah too took bad j'accuse too bad anglo fuck like oh my baby my baby, <laughs> <Oui>, my baby. <laughs> Oh, that's probably one of the, one of the gags. Some, yeah. Someone lost their baby. I don't know. Is Some it big... a chicken? <laughs> le poisson, le poisson. <laughs> Poulet. Um, right. Janine Garofalo's best work, by the way, is What Hot American Summer. Oh, she's great. Um, I think it's show. The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Oh, you know, I've never seen it. I really like her in Mystery really Men. Oh, yeah, Mystery Men. She's great. fine in Mystery Men. She's not given a lot. She's the shovel? No, she's no, the bowler. Yeah, bowler. The bowler. Her dad's in the bowling ball. Of course. It's fun because she's the only one with powers. <laughs> well, That's not true. Who has powers? The invisible guy. Oh, right. Yeah, he does turn boy invisible. He actually turns invisible. That's right. We see it as an audience member, but not the, the characters don't because they can't it's be looking at it. Cosmic irony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul Rubens is the spleen. He yeah. Farts. Um, okay, Stephen Wright. <laughs> Stephen Wright, uh, more like Stephen Wrong. Uh, no, he, he's fine. I, I, 
I think it's a very specific breed of comedy. Um, it's a very Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, uh, but like comes out of that school. Yeah, but I I just never bought into him personally. Uh, there's been like a, a couple times I've heard some of his jokes and I think are very funny, but for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, it's not for me. It seems to be like a very like it's it's just he, he does like he does this, this one thing yeah. and the, that one I had thing a bad only day today. Yeah. Went to the store and they told me to get out. Yeah, it's just you know, like let me double down very, yeah. on my natural tenor of my voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bobcat Goldthwaite. Bobcat Goldthwaite <laughs> is the is best. Fucking awesome! Yeah. I love him so much. He's so funny. He, it's a shame he's not in more of this episode. He has honestly. one of the best oh, lines man. of this episode. Well, and it's <laughs> and it's funny too because he actually doesn't talk like that. Like, no, that's not his normal voice. It's a but stage I did, voice. I definitely thought it was for a long time. Yeah. Um. But he. I mean, he's like he's a fairly uh. Proli- I don't know if prolific is the right word, but he's been directing more, uh, in these past years. Uh, and uh, I think. Uh, made a masterpiece with World's Greatest Dad. I um, agree with you. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It's with I'm Robin not. Williams, one of Robin Williams' final films, mm. uh, and it's very good. It's um, a great film. It's a dark and it comedy. Has a great performance. Yeah, Robin Williams is. You forget. You f- just forget how good he can be. Yeah, and then he does this movie, and it's like. It's the to, to me, World's Greatest Dad is like the first and maybe only Robin Williams movie that actually is like, what if the guy who he was on stage, that filthy minded person, was in the mind of this character that he's playing, but is insanely mm. repressed. Mm. And it's the only one that does that because all of his other comedies uh, skew more to the family variety when that's not the kind of com- comedian he is. Mm-hmm. It's the best use of his... Uh, of his innate sadness Mm -hmm. and his comedic energy Mm. that I've seen since Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. It's also, I believe, uh, a clear... um, I think that movie is what whoever made Dear Evan Hansen like I think they oh, ripped that. Yeah. Mo- I think they ripped that movie off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and turned it into a heartwarming tale yep. of something, something, something. Yep. Uh, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet. But uh, very good movie. I s- highly suggest watching it. But uh, yeah, I've se- I, I just remember seeing like interviews or just like things with Bobcat where he's just like, yeah, okay, we'll go over here and we'll do this. And I'm just like, wait, what's going on? What's your- where's your weird voice? Huh? <laughs> but in this episode, like they they that's kind of the joke they make, right? Is like. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. It's me. You're a real foundation. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I'd be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like him a lot. Uh, he's also pa- uh, pa- uh, Pain in Hercules. That made me look for all the uh, millennials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great comedian. And then uh, Bruce Baum, we talked about. We don't know him. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the comedians. That's the lineup. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, did we have some mail about this that we wanted to go into at all? Maybe. I think we do. We have a lot of mail. I we wasn't do. sure if we should start getting through that again. I just think maybe because it's like a, a specific, it's the specific Well, one person, episode. like a recent person did say, excited to hear your thoughts on the Kenny Nero episode. And yes, Alan, that joke does save the whole episode. Yeah, that's all I wanted you to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was from uh, uh, Carl. Yeah. Uh, I might be mispronouncing that, but uh, apologies if I am. Um, 
but uh, they had some other nice things to say that maybe we'll read in a future episode. Because, uh, like I said, we get, we got a we got another big stack. Yeah, we do. Uh, that we might need to do a another mailbag episode specifically rather yeah. than try and keep up with them every episode. Yeah, we'll probably do it in the wrap up. You guys bragging right now? A little. No. Well, I wasn't trying to, but now I am. <laughs> you think you're better than me? No. Well, how many emails do you have? <laughs> I don't know, not at all. We uh, we just have we're just very. We've been grateful. doing this for five years. It's nice yeah. to get something. Yeah, <laughs> we're just very grateful for people to talk to us about these things, um, and maybe we'll talk about SpongeBob. That's right. Yeah, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I might go see the SpongeBob. Movie the again. one movie that came out. <laughs> and it's gonna, unhinged. Right. Excuse me. Russell Crowe is let's, unhinged. Let's, they honked at the wrong guy. Let's hear Ali's take on this. We just saw the trailer. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, In theaters. I think it should be called Male Fragility, the, sh- the movie. Oh, 100%. Um, I think it uh, it enforces... Uh, okay. And this is just based on the trailer. Yes. Mm. Um, it uh, Also, from watching Scream... Growing up, I remember feeling like, oh, if maybe if Drew Barrymore was just like nicer to him, <laughs> he wouldn't have killed her. Oh, <laughs> and like I know exactly what you mean, but yeah, that's very you know, sad. <laughs> and like that's unhinged. Yeah. It's like uh, someone honks at someone who is having a bad day. And uh, he flips a, a white out. male. A white male is driving a large truck. I presume straight white male. Anyway, go on. Uh, and this mom and her son are in a car, and she honks at him, and he's like, "It's rude to honk. It's rude to honk in traffic. You should apologize." And he's, she's like, "I'm not apologizing to you." She's like, "I've had a bad day. Be nice <laughs> to me because I've had a bad day." And she's like, "I don't owe you anything, dude." And then drives away, and he follows her and like fucking tortures her and like apparent like finds her husband and is like you don't know a bad day and it's like you should have just been nice to me because i'm a man and i and i deserve deserve it i deserve you to be nice to me because it's hard hard. being me (laughs) and yeah so like it it stirs up all of these things uh, that i have conflicting within myself of like yeah it's like Oh well, if he was, if she was just like nicer to this person, then you this know, in, maybe yeah, this they... inherent like thing in society where it's it's very much uh, like victim blaming or 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 like saying uh, the person who's doing the d- despicable acts uh, wouldn't have done it if just blank. When in reality, it should be, hey, don't do despicable acts. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like it's a lot simpler than it should be. Yeah, or uh, it's not as simple as it. Wait, it's. What am I saying? More complicated. It should be sim- Yes, thank you. <laughs> My brain hurts. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe is unhinged, so look out. Don't honk at him in the street. Like, yeah. if that's not the thesis of the movie, where it's like, look at this. Isn't this horrible? Doesn't this need to stop? Isn't this what's wrong with the world? If that's not the thesis of the movie, then what the fuck is this movie? But the thing is, even if, if even if it is the thesis, should we even be putting it? Yeah, on? like it's it's yeah. like we we all agree. I hope, yeah. like yeah. like for the most part, like sane people would never be like, yeah, go get him, Russell. So if it is the you thesis know? of the movie, it's redundant because yeah. we should know that already. And there are movies like that out there that have I mean, Joker. 
Joe. Oh, of course. Of course. Everyone's favorite movie. <laughs> about mental just, illness just and fragility. Ni- just be nice to this man and he won't become the clown prince of crime. He won't yeah. shoot you in the face. <laughs> He's, all he he's needs on is medication, an, all, and it, like his mom was mean to him. Yeah, so you should you should always be nice to him. He everybody was abandoned because otherwise they'll stab you. Yeah, if you if you're not nice, you'll get stabbed, and that's your that's on you. It's a bad movie, everybody. Mm-hmm. Joker sucks. I fucking hate that movie. Get anyway, out of my life. Anyway, yeah, the Batman, the Batman. Colin Farrell as the penguin. We did a little like Paul uh, Dano as the Riddler. All right. Okay. <laughs> He's still working. That's good. Uh, Canyon Arrow. Yeah, we've arrived. It's so good. It's worth the episode. I agree. I think it's great. I don't think it. See, that's the thing. I, 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 I never. I, I don't think I've ever bought into. In any episode, golden years or not, the one joke like saving an episode, and I'm not saying that like that's the only joke that worked in this episode, but the the kind of like the email that I just read and like Greg's kind of thesis as we were ramping up to this episode has always been, yeah, the episode's bad or like the episode might be bad, but Canyon Arrow, yeah, because and now I don't actually think the episode is bad. No, I think I it's slight, of course, and but I, I think I'm saying I think, but I think it does have fun things to say. And I just think it doesn't take enough time with them. In the third act, especially about credibility equaling money, here's, I think is interesting. But here's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Canyon Arrow is very funny. It can be put in literally any episode. Okay. It's not tied to this episode enough for it to save the episode in that sense. Right? So you don't need all the buildup to get to Canyon Arrow in this episode. So that's why it doesn't save the episode in that sense. It's just, yeah, it's a great joke that's in an otherwise pretty middling episode for me. And it'd be one thing if it appeared, <clears throat> excuse me, in um, in an episode that was like trash, like it came at the end of Bart Carney. Maybe I'd say, yeah, that episode's worth saving in the canon because of Canyon Arrow. But for this one, it's like, it's 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 not it's not tied enough to the episode that, well, that how, makes it how is it not because it 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 is the the button of the episode crusty's downfall is directly tied to him selling out for this car granted the car could be anything yeah you know but in this case it's the car and but my question is, if you put that, it's part of the if you plot. put this commercial at the end of any Simpsons episode, it would still be as funny as it is. I don't. I disagree. Okay, explain. <laughs> because I think the I think Krusty's like downfall is a good build up to the Canyon Arrow. Like, but him- that, that's not what that's not what my statement was. My statement is, you can put it at the end of any episode, and it'll still be as funny. I don't, and no. I, I don't think that's the case. Because I think you it- need him being like, it's so roomy in front of a group of uh, people who are like here to watch him tear this thing apart. Chrissy's always been a corporate shill, though. You could put it in literally any episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm I not backing down from I this. I don't see how that how that's possible because they he's he talks so much about it. In this episode, he, he 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 talks like, "Are you saying changing the episode and then, or just just lifting the song out as is and then dropping it into an episode 
We're just just it, dropping it into Bart Carney without changing Bart Carney at all. Uh, yes and no. Like yes, I think just taking the exact sequence and putting it at the end. But I, I also think you need like it can't just literally be like a a post credits kind of thing. You know, like it does need Krusty's like endorsement of it or whatever mm-hmm. uh, for it to be as funny as it is. But I think you could put that in any episode. I think it only works in one other episode. Which one? The other episode with Canyon Arrow in it. Screaming Yellow Hunkers. Yeah. From season 10. <laughs> exactly. That's the only that's the only other time that this episode that 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 it actually works because it's I think inextricably any crusty, linked. Any crusty themed episode, especially it works. It only works if he's shilling for Canyon Arrow. <laughs> yeah, and but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm not saying <laughs> Again, I'm not saying literally don't change the episode. I'm saying you need to have him shilling for it, mm-hmm. but you can have it at the end of any episode that features him. Well, you, like Bart gets famous. End of the episode. He's like, sorry, Bart, I'm done with you. I'm promoting Canyon Arrow now. And then it happens. Fucking funny. Funny as shit. Agreed. That's funny. Yeah. You put it in you because you got to layer it into the episode. I know. That's... <laughs> But you don't think that the low point, you don't think that him turning into this like gritty observational stand-up comedian and then the transition, the like very quick transition out of that, you don't think that amplifies anything? Um, well, it definitely amplifies it in the case of this episode, yes. Mm-hmm. That, But that's, I, the, the argument isn't that it doesn't work in this episode. It mm-hmm. absolutely does. That's why it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm saying... You don't need this middling episode to have this joke exist. And that's what I feel like people are clamoring for is like this episode needs to exist because of the Canyon Arrow. And I'm saying you can have the Canyon Arrow. You can erase The Last Temptation of Crust from canon, have Canyon Arrow, just have it in a different episode. You can still ramp up to it and have like a reason for it to exist in that episode. And maybe that episode's better. I don't think it saves the episode is what I'm trying to say. I don't think it makes the episode worth watching <laughs> okay i, I would think watch the episode that, is i would watch that segment again anytime i would probably not ever watch that episode again i think the episode is worth watching i think it's sure. i think it's funny uh, on its face i think the canyon arrow is a nice little cherry on top it's the best joke obviously sure. in the episode but i think it's because yeah i get what you're saying right if you erase this episode but you you don't you, it's it, just not, it exists, to me. It's not inherently right? tied to the rest of the plot enough. I know you're. You guys are kind of arguing that it is. Like, you, like Ali, you're saying you you like the the trajectory that Krusty goes through to get mm-hmm. to the Canyon Arrow, and that's what works for you. For me, it doesn't. Like that is irrelevant to me. Mm-hmm. It's because again, he's always been such a corporate shill that, especially any episode that focuses on him, when he has some kind of revelation or something. Like also, Krusty uh, Krusty gets uh, k- killed. What's that episode again? <laughs> Um, Rory B. Bellows. Bart, Bart, uh, Bart Fink. Right? Bart, Bart, Fink. Bart Fink ends with uh, Krusty faking his death and then coming back to show business. That's also one. I would fucking love the Canyon Arrow pop in at the end of that episode where it's like, yeah, you're right. I should go back to and like and I'll do it for this fucking uh, car company or whatever. <laughs> like, like I think it, it can work in many Krusty episodes because it's such a like non sequitur in a sense. You know, it is tied to Krusty as a character, but not necessarily a storyline like this episode. It can be any storyline that he's a part of. So you hear that, folks? Edit Canyon Arrow into every Krusty episode. I think that would be great. (laughs) Oh, if I was in charge of a show, which is why I'm never going to be in charge of a show, I would make a full episode of just Canyon Arrow. Well, they kind of do. That's Mm -hmm. what the the one Greg mentions, the season 10 one, Marge buys a Canyon Arrow 
And the whole episode is about Canyon Arrow. Yeah, I don't need any of the actual Simpsons characters in it. <laughs> I just want Canyon Arrow commercials. I want a 20-minute Canyon Arrow commercial. Uh-huh. No plot. <laughs> doesn't need it. Just 20 minutes of Canyon Arrow. Just keep that song rolling. Yeah. yeah. And maybe the guy who's singing runs out of lyrics. Hank Williams Jr. Yep. Is that actually Hank Williams Jr.? You know it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep, they got him. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Uh, All right. Can can I come back for the Marge by Zacanero episode? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That'll that'll be uh, your season 10 episode. Tight. Bad episode. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> is it worth it for Canyon Arrow? Sure is. <laughs> I here's the thing. Despite all that I just kind of rambled about, I'd prefer this episode over the 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 other one. Really? There's more Canyon Arrow in that episode, but I think this one. This one's funny. Better. Yeah, it's a better episode. This is a better episode. Even though, like I said, I don't even ever watch this episode again. I still, if I had a choice between this and Screaming Yellow Honkers, I'd take this one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that's controversial. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, season 10's bad. Season um, 10 is a very bad <laughs> season, guys. It is... It's going to be fun. It's very bad. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the uh, the episode as a whole is, like I said, just kind of meh. Um, there's some funny stuff. There's some really bad stuff. Uh, I don't like Jay Leno. Um, Clearly. So he, yeah, <laughs> he really sours the episode for me because he's so Unlike featured, other too. boomers. Um, stop it. And I also, uh, like Canyon Arrow, but, uh, I could just, I could, I could remove it from the episode and still enjoy it. That's, I guess that's the long and short of it. So you're pro 20 minutes of Canyon Arrow. I think so. You're like, pro my like can- I'd have Canyon to see it. All the I, time. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sight unseen, but Kay. like the, the, the pitch. Uh, yeah. I'd, okay, I'd, we'll be, s- I'd be into watching it. We'll storyboard right. it yeah. and bring it to you. Make a 20 minute Canyon Arrow commercial. Mm-hmm. I I think I'd be into it. Great. I'd probably enjoy it more than this episode. <laughs> See, here's something I like yeah. at the end is the Madison Avenue guys coming to Krusty and Krusty selling out his very quickly earned and um, very poorly cultivated level of credibility. Like as soon as he gets even the slightest bit of credibility, he immediately cashes out on it. The idea that in this world, if you have... A little bit of credibility mm-hmm. uh, or integrity, specifically, you are. That is valuable. That is valuable to someone who will pay you to destroy it, destroy your credibility, mm-hmm. to hawk a product, and that that's that's Krusty's character. That's yeah. that's what he's always been about. But it, I, I You're like still how actively it's actively looking for sponsors. Go on. Yeah, if you want to sponsor this uh, podcast, we are absolutely open for that. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing fake sponsorships, but yeah, we sure would we'll like to do a real one. And we'll endorse them just like Ken here. Yeah, right here. Boom. Um, the, just the, the whole idea of credibility, integrity. If you, will, if you will, integrity. If you will destroy <laughs> your integrity for money, you will get your money. Yeah. If you have a following of people who listen to you and you're willing to sell out, you'll get money for that. I almost feel like it ties into what we kind of said at the top, though, is like the, the structure of it doesn't make that as... It's nowhere as, near as powerful you know? as it could be. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I definitely, I, I feel like I'd be more on your guys' side to keep it's the just, episode it's, it's, with the Canyon Arrow if, if, he, if that was like his arc. 
right? But his arc in the episode is, oh, I'm a hack. I need to reinvent myself. Oh, hey, just telling the truth does it for me. Yay. I'm popular again. And then, like, just a small little bit at the end is like, but also money would be great. So I'll take that. That's well, and it's the over. whole thing is and like, then it's, it's over. It's, it's like, four oh, minutes. Okay. It's the whole, yeah. th- it's just the third act. And it's not even yeah. the entire third act right. that deals with the topic that I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that they do. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It is. I, I like the, them to go more I like it. the idea. Obviously, yeah. I want them to do more with it. But the fact that they do gave me something to think about. Sure. And uh, this season hasn't done a lot of that yeah it hasn't it hasn't done the whole like hey isn't this fucked up mm-hmm. uh thing that the simpsons is really good at doing in the golden years um so i was glad to glad to see that even just a, a little a little spark of it is what i'm trying yeah. to give them credit for yeah and that's fair um i think the other thing is that i as I said, in my mind, remembered very specific things about this episode that were a reason why I was always like not looking forward to it. And what I realized watching it this time is his shitty uh, like Asian impression <laughs> uh, is at least like very like like I said earlier, like very clearly like is no bueno. Like <laughs> like the writers aren't trying to be like ah uh, and like this used to be funny but it's not anymore why not you know like they're yeah. not having that stance with which a lot of like especially nowadays like a lot of comedians have it's like yeah. oh you can't joke about anything anymore um so i do like that my memory of his shitty asian impression uh is not as big a part of the episode as as i remembered mm-hmm. um and the one time i guess it comes up it comes up other times too but <laughs> for the most part the the part where it's like on it's the focus it's very clear that the audience is like like not even not even like booing or anything, but just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, still weird. Still, <laughs> still don't really like it. Honestly, yeah. um, I don't know. It's one of those things that uh, I feel like there's. I, I, I'm trying to think of other examples. I can't right off the top of my head, but like there's things like that in comedy where um, they're trying to say, "Hey, this is bad," but they're still doing it, and it still feels uncomfortable. Mm. I don't know. Well, because they're doing it. Yeah. That's why it's uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Because you're watching it and you feel uncomfortable. Because I get that, like, that's, uh, like, especially with a lot of history of comedy, uh, there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, minorities being put on as clowns and in, you know, negative lights and that kind of thing. And yeah, we just watched Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love an edited a, version of that movie where he's Rooney? not in Fuck. it. I, I saw that movie for the first time maybe two years ago, and mm. I remember just being like, people like this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, people are like, that's one of my favorite movies. And I'm like, oh, like, it's got to be Have you watched good. it recently? <laughs> well, yeah. And that's and I remember hearing about that, too. I remember mm-hmm. hearing about, like, the, the, you know, the Mickey Rooney aspect of it, mm-hmm. and I still wasn't prepared. <laughs> I still wasn't prepared to, for how bad it was. It's yeah. so weird. The tone between... Him and the rest of the movie is so dissonant. It's like yeah. you're playing, you're. It's like you're playing just the most ugly chord on a guitar mm-hmm. whenever he shows up. Like there's, there's, there's a, there's a beautiful, there's, there's like a piano piece being played over here when it's when it's uh, Audrey and her 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 Rock pa- Hudson her her lover. No, and, I don't think so. And then he just comes in and it's just the worst melody. Um, the dissonance is insane. Yeah, and you know it's it's weird because there's things there's examples like that where 
I actually can't remember. You've watched it more recently. Like, is 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 it supposed to be funny? Yep. Yes. Okay. 100%. So he's playing it as a he as is a playing comedy. One hundred percent for laughs. Gotcha. Okay. Because there's things like that which are bad. Then there's also things like the Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit thing. What's that? Uh, Fisher Stevens oh, plays an Indian yes. man. Mm-hmm. Fisher Stevens is a white man, and mm-hmm. he plays an Indian mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. But it's not played for laughs. It's just like, oh, like you know, have an Indian accent. Ah, uh, we want this character to be Indian. Yeah. <laughs> but where are you going to find the, an Indian movie I don't know, I don't know if there's any star. Indian actor. The no Indians audition. What can we say? Um, but there's things like that which are also bad. Um, but that's like, yeah, like history of comedy. But even just history of entertainment has all these weird things with that. That. To me, I get why they're doing it in this episode, but I also feel like like you didn't have to, <laughs> you know. Like I get yeah. why they're doing it because they're trying to show this is outdated, this is bad, people shouldn't do this for comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, or for other reasons, but in this case, they're saying it about comedy. It's progressive as hell for 1998. It arguably is, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they could have got that message across uh, by not doing a racist stand-up stereotype. I don't know. I feel like they could have got the exact message they wanted to get without him going that far. Um, you know, I, it, it just feels uncomfortable to me still, and uh, I'm glad it's not as bad as I remembered, but it's still bad. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Well, well, let's head over to the reference Especially desk. with the problem with the poo stuff, you know? Like yeah. It's, yeah. With that hanging over our, our heads these days, especially uh, watching that kind of thing in 1998, um, before uh, a lot of the issues about Apu started to come to the forefront. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Reference desk. Okay. <laughs> Craig wants to keep things rolling. Reference desk. Last Temptation of Crust is, of course, a reference to Last Temptation of Christ. Heard of him? Um, I did just hear that there's going to be a fun outdoor production of Jesus Christ Superstar in London right now. Really? Yep. In the park? In the park. That's fun. <laughs> I think it's very funny. Please continue. I know nothing about Jesus Christ Superstar except for he's um, got, like, he's really, he's really, uh, he's, he's sexy. nice. He's a sexy. Jesus. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, oh, it's an ALW rock opera. Of course it is. Uh, Judas fucking kills it. You know what I always do? I always confuse Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I think that one's also an Andrew Lloyd Webber. Probably Jesus. Yeah. Is it Joseph from the Bible? Yes. He has a coat of many colors. Technicolor. Red like. and saffron and all right. yellow. All right. <laughs> and... <laughs> stop it, stop but it. The, but I will say, I don't really, I think Jesus Christ Superstore is, Superstore um, is very <laughs> boring, but the but like all of Judas's music from it is fucking killer, especially the 1970s like, version. The mm. guy who does Judas is awesome. Cool. Yeah, just listen to his songs. Okay. Um. And then, uh, Greg. Yeah, what's up? Last Temptation of Christ. You, I feel like you know that movie. Uh, the Willem Dafoe yeah. film, directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Never seen it. Okay. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, Swanson's. Meat. Swanson's. They make the uh, meat dinners. The, yeah, the TV Hungry dinners. Man that's dinners. What, Hungry Man. That's what uh, Krusty's really making fun of. Used to eat those all the time in university. Oh, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, speaking of the bad, uh, impression that Krusty does, uh, it's actually based on a real thing Jerry Lewis used to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, he would put on big buck teeth and he would go, ah, so, ah, so. Yeah. Which is what Krusty does yeah. in one moment at least. And 
I remember always being confused about that. So there you go. If you ever want to know what that racist reference is. Um, Cinderella, he drinks from a glass slipper. Sure does. Indeed. When he goes on his bender, he also drinks from the Stanley Cup. Coupe de Stanley. Yeah. Um, which apparently Stanley, or Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. Mr. The, Cup. The, yeah, the head of the NHL. Mm. Stanley, yep. we all know this. <laughs> Mr. Stanley. Uh, <laughs> sent uh, the Simpsons a uh, polite uh, letter in regards to the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he vomits in it. Yeah. And uh, that's all I know. I couldn't find the actual letter. Was but, it oh, Batman? Wh- I don't know. At what, the time? 98? I have no idea. What was the letter regarding it? Was it just like, how like, I think it was, dare I think it was you supposed to be, um, cup. I'll, I'll see if I can find it after I go through this. Because uh, people have definitely puked in that before. Oh, Are you kidding me? It's wild. Why wouldn't you? That's a tradition. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deaf Comedy Jam is referenced with Def, uh, Bart's Comedy Jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Jabba the Hutt. Java the from Je- Jedi, Return <laughs> of the Jedi, yeah, um, yeah or Je- uh, and also also the, a New Hope special edition. Yeah, that's right. And Phantom Menace. That's right. We we, we never forget. Never that he forget. is the host or the sponsor Hashtag of the pod race. Uh, yeah. He's in box seats at the very he least. He falls asleep though. Yeah, he he's not care. a big fan. <laughs> he's more of a figurehead. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, it's the hut the hut gangster. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like uh, we're gangsters. We're slugs. Yeah. <laughs> We're gangsters. We're, We're slugs. slugs. We We're really not. like the hugs. <laughs> we like to eat bugs. Oh, yeah. Also true. He eats a bug in that movie, doesn't he? Uh, he eats, eats the head gross. off of something gross. Yeah. And spits it at the ho, gong. Ho, 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 ho. Solo. Eat your Chewbacca solo. And then uh, they call the Canyonero the Cadillac of automobiles. <laughs> which is fun. What a great because <laughs> Cadillac's also an automobile. What a great sentence that is. Um, and uh, in some of my research, it, it seems to indicate that's possibly taken from a Mad Magazine joke because uh, they're yeah they did like Cadillac of something yeah. in Mad that was similar mm. to anyway. Uh, that's it. And the uh, Canyon Arrow going through the American flag burns like the Bonanza. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, and and also like arguably the the song is kind of reminiscent of Rawhide with yeah. the whipping and. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Um, and I mean, the Canyon Arrow in general, obviously, just a big reference to car commercials and yeah. especially like uh, like truck, the Western the, uh, truck. Like a rock. Sam Elliott, you know, uh, narrating Dodge kind of Ram. Shit. Yeah. yeah Dodge the kind of Ram. stuff that Russell Crowe drives <laughs> unhinged. That's right. You know it. See, here's the thing. If Russell Crowe was just driving a Canyon Arrow, he wouldn't be unhinged. It would, that be, a it would be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Unexplained fires are a matter, matter for, for the, the courts. courts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, favorite joke? Outside of the Canyon Arrow? Yeah. Here's, here's $100. Take it home and bury it it's in the yard. $42. $42. Spray. Here's $42. Take it home, bury it in the yard. And then they follow it up with just... <laughs> her patting it down and, and giving thumbs up and, and the funny. nice music playing. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that, that that's an example of uh, a classic season nine joke yeah. working for me. Yeah. Because I, I've mentioned this before, they go too far with their jokes sometimes, but I think maybe because it's removed from from the main story for a bit. It gives and you a lot a, a of long time to forget yeah, about you it. You forget about it and that's why it makes it funny. Yeah. Versus like if they, if they just cut to Lisa burying it like right away not funny no but the fact that it's like a callback and and then just like yeah like marge's reaction too is just so perfect it's there's no no other dialogue she's just like good work <laughs> and it's yeah it's a nice like classic like family uh happiness music or whatever yeah very good 
Allie? Oh, God. Um, I mean, the Cadillac of automobiles. But I guess that's Canyon Arrow. I do really <laughs> like... Also, here's $42. Um, probably just like the, them in the bathtub. The, the, <laughs> the, oh, I didn't know that you, Jay Leno, and a, a clown and a monkey were... Or, or in here bathing a clown. You laughed really hard when Homer yelled, don't you hate pants? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's my favorite joke. Damn it. No, that's mine. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. That's so funny. I, and that's like, one of the ones I forgot was in this episode. That's one of my all-time favorites of, of Homer. And it's so good. I hope don't he you gets, hate pants? I hope he gets us to burn our pants. These things are driving me crazy. very good i like it it's a three it's a three beat joke it's a it's it's kind of a season niner but it's also like a nice three beat joke because it's like i, I hope he gets us to burn our pants and then don't you hate pants and then he and burns he, them and he, throws he them does it anyway. yeah. <laughs> um very good also honorable mention to um marge and lisa watching the spanish tv yes. show oh yeah yes. i think that's very funny that's where it's so like good. where marge is like you know like, oh like translate it for me and take she me does. now and then the yeah the second floor. time take Under me the, now underneath the, the disco, disco ball, ball. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like that well this is uncomfortable yeah it's very, marge very loves it though but like very well played by like very good acting yeah. by marge yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so scene, funny. which you know obviously means animating and directing but yeah um, but I just love her like, mm, like, <laughs> like, oh, thank you for telling me. And like, I'm enjoying this, but also this is weird that my eight year old just told me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really good bit. There's some great Marge Lisa stuff going on. Yeah. It's very background. Yep. But I love it. Yep. Also love the beginning with the shoes and just, it's a very true feeling of like your mom buying you shoes that are so big. Yeah. <laughs> You're both due for a spurt. Yep. Because nope. the show's been on for nine years. Yeah. Yep. That's the joke. <laughs> um, MVP? Oh, MVP today is uh, not a character, but it's a sports utility yeah. vehicle. <laughs> fucking Canyon Arrow. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew you were going to do it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's a sports utility vehicle. <laughs> um, I'm going to do honorable. I agree. It's the Canyon Arrow. Uh, I'm going to do an honorable MVP to Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Very little screen time, but kills every moment he has. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. yeah, so it was just mentioned in the the DVD commentary. Mike Scully uh, said the National Hockey League sent them a letter regarding that scene, and it was kind of a cease and desist, but the production staff decided not to cut the scene from the episode. So it he doesn't go into more details than that, and I don't know if there's a no, actual I, like I, copy of the letter somewhere. You I know. know exactly why, because um, the NHL is notoriously protective over the image of the stanley cup mm. everything about the image of the stanley cup is trademarked mm. up the ass yeah. like in order to use it you have to pay the nhl money and you have to treat it in whatever way that they stipulate and him vomiting into it certainly isn't maybe because you don't see him vomiting into it so it's maybe true. he was bending he was over kissing plausible to, deniability yeah to find something that was stuck at the bottom of the bowl he might have dropped something in there yeah why did i have the bowl bart why did why i did have, I have the, bowl? the bowl uh missed millhouse in this episode yeah i mean nowhere for him but would have liked to see him what are you talking about 
He could have been opening for Krusty at the Bruhaha. <laughs> or at Bart's, or at Comedy, Bart's Jam. Comedy Jam. Yeah. That's where he should have been. Yeah. Oh, man. I like Bart's impression of Marge. I did, too. That was oh, yeah. That was oh. very good. <laughs> he got, take that, Marge. <laughs> and she's so, she, she, she's so like mad about it, yeah. too. She's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's a funny impression. Yeah. It's a very funny impression. Um, all right. That, uh, that does it here for us. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Bye. Bye. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> Allie, do you have something to plug? No. No? Nope. Not not your podcast? Oh, yeah. I do a podcast. Jeepers. I do a podcast. Yeah. I talk into microphones. Um, I do a podcast with Camille uh, where we talk about Val Kilmer movies. Um, it's called The Cinevals. It's awesome. It's way better than this podcast. Um, wow. <laughs> It's not. Um, it's different. And uh, we are also starting a short series uh, called The Xena Files, where we're going to watch all of Xena and talk about it in however many episodes it takes us to analyze everything Xena. Um, because we both love Xena and Xena's awesome. And uh, if you want to learn more about the weird world of Xena and the Xena scrolls and the Xena television show that exists within the Xena's television show played by uh, Lucy, Lawless. <laughs> Lucy Lawless playing an actor who plays Xena on the Xena television show within Ow. the Xena television show. My brain. Boy, howdy. <laughs> so it's called the Xena files? The Xena files. So we, can we call it the X-Files? No. Okay. <laughs> For short? I'm gonna. Uh... <laughs> If you're gonna Cease keep if you're gonna keep calling me 76 years old, I'm gonna call the X Files. All right, uh, so. no, not 76. 58. Yeah, that's still too old. Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't look a day over 45. I hate you. Ah, <laughs> uh, this bit is definitely retired. <laughs> Until, Until the next comes back. Canyon yeah. Arrow this, episode. Yeah, this bit is this <laughs> bit is retired <laughs> for a year. And when Allie comes back, for the next and maybe I'll have forgotten about it by yep. then. And then who knows what my reaction will be when it's brought up again. And maybe it'll be rage. He'll throw the mic stand over, walk out the door. He'll quit. It'll be one bad neighbor. Everything Greg's always wanted. Yep. For the next 20, ep- for the last 20 episodes. Couldn't do it. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, where can everybody find us, Al? Well, I just want to say before we do that, uh, I still think this is a thumbs down for me. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Of I'm course. Sorry. Of course. Of course. I'm sorry. Um, but it's it's not as big of a thumbs down as I thought it was going to be going into the episode. I'll say that. There's some yeah. redeeming shit, yeah. but I think just overall, again, I don't need to ever watch this episode again. Fair enough. Um, I, and I'll keep saying the, the word that I kept saying. It's so slight that you're <laughs> like, uh, it's like... It's a whiz. It's It's not like Bart Carney, which is boring, and it's not like Cartridge Family for me, which is just offensive. Uh, It's just like, yeah, Yeah. I don't need it. This one has a really, really great joke in it. Yeah. And... Don't you hate pants? (laughs) And I think it has some really funny moments in it that make me... that, That keep me coming back, but like I am seeing in a lot of these episodes the way that they're telling their story is wanting. Yeah. So I'll say thumbs sideways. Sure. For me. Yeah, makes sense. I thought it was going to be a thumbs down. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. it's... And it was a close thumb sideways for me too. Yeah. Like I almost yeah. got there, but yeah. I just couldn't quite bring myself 
to uh to, you know move it back up. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, I can com- I completely get it. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Allie, for joining us. My pleasure. <laughs> And uh, you can find the X Files on uh, the Boathouse Network. <laughs> When's it coming out, though? Do you know? Do you have a, a premiere date or a planned? No. Nope. Okay. It'll be soon. Watch for it. <laughs> yeah, sometime. Yeah. It'll happen. We'll plug it, I'm sure. <laughs> that's the Xena. Is that from Xena? Yeah. Okay. That's her, uh, that's her, that's her war cry. That's her battle cry. And then she cry, does yeah. backflips. Yeah. I've never watched an episode. She activates her what? superpowers that way. <laughs> I'm serious. No. I've seen like bits here and there, but I've you... never like sat down and watched a whole episode. Oh my God. I've, uh, wa- I've watched like a bunch of Hercules. Uh, Not as good. No, I know, but I'm just like that. Like, so that's my biggest like knowledge of that world in a sense is mm. the stuff that happens in Hercules. We just but... watched an episode where Xena backflips up a tree. Cool. Yeah. It was awesome. It sounds Not cool. like does a giant backflip and lands in a tree, like backflips up the tree. Like aside from that weird meta shit, it sounds like a cool show. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening uh, you can find us on the socials Facebook Instagram and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod or Two Bad Neighbors a Simpsons Podcast and you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical three and you can subscribe to our Patreon we are so fucking close to our goal friends it's wild and uh, you can do listen they know to our... what's in store for them they oh, do. yeah oh yeah okay. you can listen to our dragon uh, Dungeons and Dragons commentary just dropped so you can listen to that if you like um, with past and future guest Mark Spracklin, you can hear us talk about other uh, zombie episodes. We're going to have another one of those coming soon. Um, but yeah, we drop at least two things a month, uh, and it's just two bucks a month. And then if you, you know, it's a just, buck a thing. Just like four more people do it, I think mm-hmm. we'll be at our goal. So, mm-hmm. guys, <laughs> we're almost there. We're so close. Thank you to all those that already have, though. We appreciate it and we love you. Yeah. Um, that's it for me, Greg. Anything to plug? Uh, just the Patreon. Patreon. Let's, let's get there. Plug I've been working on these Patreon. Simpsons D&D classes, and I want to share them with everybody so you can play along. Yeah. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Be sick, yo. And as always, it's the truck endorsed by a clown. Canyonero! Keep Canyonero. watching the skis! <laughs>